This episode of Cell and Gene, the podcast, is brought to you in partnership with Thermo Fisher Scientific. Thermo Fisher's cell therapy processing instruments are designed to help customers transition from process development to commercial manufacturing, utilized as standalone devices or integrated as part of a closed modular process. Thermo Fisher Scientific recommends Gibco CTS DynaSelect Magnetic Separation System, which is a next-gen cell isolation and activation instrument. Gibco CTS Xenon Electroporation System allows customers full control to optimize for a variety of cell types and payloads. And Gibco CTS Rotea Counterflow Centrifugation System is a closed cell processing system supporting a broad range of protocols for cell separation, washing, and concentration. Customers can rely on and streamline their drug development process with Applied Biosystems Qualtrac qPCR and dPCR quality control tools for robust and reliable genetic analysis across various phases of drug development, supported by relevant, compliant documentation. listeners and welcome to this episode of Cell and Gene the podcast. I'm your host Aaron Harris and my guest for today's episode is Vittoria Biotherapeutics CEO Nick Siciliano. Vittoria Bio is based in Philadelphia and is focused on expanding the applications for car-based therapeutics by employing novel and en- novel cell engineering and gene editing technologies. And we'll get to all that in just a second, but first Nick, welcome to Cell and Gene the podcast. Thanks for being here. Thanks Aaron, thank you for having me. Absolutely. So let's jump right in. You are the CEO of Victoria Biotherapeutics. And like we said, it's a gene edited cell therapy company. You have a novel platform technology exclusively licensed from the University of Pennsylvania. Uh, Now, that's a really broad description of what your company is and what you do. And so I was hoping you could break it down for us exactly what Victoria is working on, why it was spun out of Penn and kind of what you're doing to get to the path of unmet need. No, that's great. And obviously a lot to cover there. So, you know, you know, I'll start with, you know, obviously we're, you know, really passionate about the promise of cell therapies. I mean, we believe fundamentally that, you know, this technology, you know, could truly be, you know, the future of medicine from a modality standpoint. And I also think that, you know, you know, we're fortunate enough to, to be working here in Philadelphia um, where, you know, there's a number of pioneers at the University of Pennsylvania whose experience we can lean on and benefit from, you know, as it relates to, you know, what we see with the first generation cell therapies. And, uh, you know, I think there's been a lot learned and I think there's a lot, you know, that can be improved on. And really that's the genesis of Victoria and kind of our vision, you know, is to work on the next generation of cell therapies and to leverage all of the data and experience, you know, that the you know, the industry, you know, has gained here from the first generation, specifically, again, the, you know, the pioneers that we're fortunate enough to partner with at the University of Pennsylvania. And, you know, how can we address the specific shortcomings, you know, and those range from really just, you know, limited approved indications. Right now, we only have approved CAR T therapies for B-cell malignancies, um, you know, efficacy, there's always room for improvement there. You know, typically, you know, 30 to 40 percent of patients that are treated today, uh, you know, achieve a complete response with long term durability. I think obviously, you know, you know, we all inspire to see that number go up dramatically. 
you know, there are some, you know, general safety and toxicity issues with conventional cell therapies that we also believe can be improved on. And then, of course, there's the manufacturing and logistical challenges that just are inherent to some degree, you know, with a cell therapy approach. But again, I think there's a lot of work being done in that space to improve on that. And, you know, we're, you know, we're, we're focused on that as well. Good. Okay. Um, All right. So I want to talk a little bit about the technology Vittoria is attempting to commercialize here. So the technology itself was developed by Dr. Marco Ruella. Um, He's the assistant professor of medicine in the Perlman School of Medicine and a member of the Penn Bioengineering Graduate Group, uh, who is the company's scientific founder. And um, the Perlman School of Medicine, we have a lot of I'm very thankful we have friends of Zell and Gene in the podcast um, that we've worked with uh, who are, like you said, pioneers of the entire CAR T-cell therapy space um, that we've worked with. And I wanted to, though, talk to you a little bit about the technology you're attempting to commercialize here. What is it? Talk us through it. Sure. So... Again, kind of you know aligned with our vision of of generating you know the kind of the next generation of cell therapies and improving upon you know some of the drawbacks with the conventional cell therapies. You know, one of the things we've looked at is okay, what are the specific drawbacks, and then you know what tools do we have to be able to address them? So one of the biggest advents over the last decade um, since the team at Penn first started dosing patients with what is now Kimraya has been you know the development of gene editing technologies. And one of the things that Marco was focused on is, you know, how can we leverage, you know, gene editing to solve for some of the issues that we've identified as it relates to potency of cell therapies? How can we make them more potent? How can we use them, you know, leverage gene editing to treat more indications? Um, So that's kind of where, you know, a lot of his research was based. He was recruited to Penn to work with Dr. Carl Junin team and actually started at Penn working um, in a laboratory that was focused on correlative studies. So they were actually investigating patient responses to, you know, you know, essentially what is now Camaraya and looking to see, you know, was there interesting patient data or anything they could glean from patients who were achieving complete responses versus patients that, you know, were only achieving partial responses and not responding, you know, and he identified a number of attributes in the cell in the cells in patients that achieve complete responses? And is there a way that, you know, knowing what those correlates are, knowing what those specific attributes are, you know, could we engineer a cell therapy that would be better at achieving that in a broader population? So, you know, Marco and, you know, as his careers evolved at Penn, he's really become a rising star in this space, you know, decided to, you know, look at how can I leverage gene editing on solving for some of the, challenges with broad efficacy with cell therapies and also expanding indications. So the technology he's developed is essentially utilizing gene editing to delete an important signaling pathway in T cells that's known to be an inhibitory pathway as it relates to effector function. And that that pathway is the CD5 signaling pathway. Um, So by deleting it, utilizing gene editing, we basically get a gain of function effect. And we get a CAR T cell that's much more prolific from an infector response standpoint, and also solves for, you know, some of the observations that he had as it relates to what are important clinical correlates, you know, with CAR T cell therapies. And, you know, some of those are rapid expansion of the CAR T population, you know, early after infusion of the patient. So you get this, you know, obviously larger effector population 
of CAR T cells to be able to treat and you know kill cancer cells. So that's something that we're able to achieve with deleting CD5. And we call the platform Senza5, which essentially means without five. Um, but the other thing that he identified is, you know, this is very broadly applicable. So we investigated it in a really a broad set of liquid tumor and solid tumor models to really show that you see this enhanced efficacy across the board, you know, and it's, it's a generalized effect. And in addition to the you know, enhanced early proliferative properties, we also see this longer term durability and resistance to exhaustion, which is another challenge you know, in patients that aren't seeing achieving long-term responses, aren't achieving complete responses, is this concept of the CAR T cells eventually getting exhausted and failing to be cytotoxic to the tumor cells. And basically you get, you know, the tumor escape and essentially winning. So, you know, this, this Sensify, our Sensify platform allows us to really uh, achieve the best of both worlds. We get this early proliferative effect. So you get a a bigger population of effector cells, and then all of them are resistant to exhaustion. So you get this longer term durability. And again, we've seen it in every animal model we tried it in across liquid and solid tumors. So we think it's a great platform technology that will be plug and play for you know different CAR Ts, not only for liquid tumors, which our lead program is focused on, but also for really what has become the holy grail for CAR T therapies and, and solid tumors. Solid tumor, sure. Um... Okay, that, thank you for that. That's really helpful to, for our listeners to better understand exactly what it is you're working on. I want to talk a little bit about, um, from a broad cell therapy perspective, now you referenced, of course, brought up applicability, gene editing, all makes perfect sense. Um, but when I was researching your company, I learned that Vittoria, um, its technology and clinical programs, are designed to address the current gaps in cell therapies. And that's what I wanted to talk to you about broadly. What are those really large gaps that exist and how is how are you and your team working to fill those gaps? And even you as CEO, what's your role in all of this? No, that's a great question. Um, you know, I'll start with the last one is, you know, my role as kind of CEO. I, I think that there's a tremendous responsibility on all of the companies in this space right now. And I take that responsibility personally, you know, to make sure that we're successful because, you know, our success is really going to determine, you know, does this modality become mainstream? You know, can we treat, you know, more chronic diseases with this modality? Because again, I think it's an important transformative one with curative potential. You know, can we make it, you know, easier to manufacture? Can we make it more accessible to broader patient populations? And I, you know, I, I think that's a responsibility that we all bear, you know, and that's something that, again, we're hyper-focused on here at Vittoria to making sure that, you know, we solve for some of those issues. So this field as a whole can, you know, advance and again, realize its full potential. Um, as it relates to specifically, what are some of the drawbacks? Again, you know, potency and, and durability of the product are, are a big one, especially when you start to think about solid tumors, because solid tumors, one of the things you're up against is this tumor microbe environment. And the tumor microenvironment has basically evolved to become immunosuppressive and to basically keep the immune system from clearing, you know, malignant or tumor cells. So, you know, you've got this inherently immunosuppressive environment that's been, you know, that basically has been programmed um, to diminish, you know, T cell effector functions, et cetera. How do you overcome that? 
So, you know, you really got to create a T cell that that's not going to be sensitized to that, or that's going to have resistance to some of the exhaustive properties that it's going to be up against in that tumor microenvironment. And again, that's something that, you know, we've been focused on with our platform technology, you know, and, and we've, again, we've shown in a number of models that our, our platform technology, not only kind of broadly, do we see that enhanced cytotoxicity in these solid tumor models, but when you we look at it mechanistically and we look at it on a molecular level, we can see the differentiation between a Sensor 5 CAR T cell and a conventional CAR T cell and that it's not getting exhausted. It's not showing phenotype or phenotypic exhaustive properties or markers, et cetera. And, you know, we're starting to kind of, you know, we dialed into a number of molecular mechanisms as to why. So, you know, we think that that's really obviously important to solve for, you know, and again, all kind of comes back to potency, durability of, you know, of response, et cetera. As far as indications go, I think that, you know, gene editing also gives us and in, in, in our platform technology, you know, itself gives us the ability to expand indications. I think a great example of that is our lead program, Viper 101 for T-cell lymphoma, where we are targeting a T-cell with an engineered T-cell or CAR T-cell. So there's, you know, there's some inherent challenges there. And one of those is, you know, if you're targeting T-cells, you're typically targeting a pan T-cell marker that's also going to be expressed on the engineered cell therapy. So if you, you know, if you simply target a pan T cell marker with a CAR T cell, the CAR T cells can attack each other. And that's called fratricide. So that's a fundamental drawback that with our lead program, we're able to leverage gene editing and specifically editing CD5 to avoid that effect. Um, so there's an example of, again, how we can, you know, use our platform technology to, to kind of expand and treat indications where there's a huge unmet medical need you know, so that's exciting for us as well. And then on the manufacturing side, you know, we've really synergized that platform with a shorter autologous manufacturing protocol. And it's a, a novel one that we've developed here at the company that's only five days. So five days from start to finish, you know, you get a gene edited CAR-T product. And what's interesting is that comes along with a number of advantages from a manufacturing efficiency standpoint, from a cost standpoint, from a bill of materials standpoint. There's a lot of efficiencies that that can help realize, but interestingly and importantly, it also confers a functional advantage to the drug product. So, you know, there's a number of studies that now show, and a lot of them actually were done here at Penn and published out of Penn, that cells that experience less time ex vivo in culture and, you know, are, are engineered with these shorter autologous manufacturing times do better in vivo. Sure. And to some extent, that's intuitive, right? These cells, you know, don't want to be in an ex vivo environment. They're used to being kind of in the body, et cetera. So the less time they're in, a, I'll call it an artificial environment, you know, you can see how the better off, you know, they'll be phenotypically. And that's been shown to be true. So we basically combined the Sensor 5, uh, you know, platform technology with a five-day manufacturing process. And again, we show in the models that we've investigated in that additional or synergistic effect of the functional advantage of what we consider to be our commercial embodiment of the technology. That's incredible. Uh, I do have a quick question about the five-day manufacturing process. Are you doing that in-house? Have you partnered with another company? How are you, how are you great, doing great. that ex exceptional turnaround? Great question. So now we've partnered with a, a CDMO and we've, uh, you know, we developed the, the manufacturing protocol. So the manufacturing protocol is the companies, but we've partnered with the CDMO using their GMP suite and operators in order to, in order to manufacture for at least our initial phase one study. Sure. A local company yes. local to Philadelphia. Yep. 
Nice. Okay. Wuji Apta. Sure. Yeah. In the Navy Yard. Yep. Yep. Excellent. Okay. Great company. Um, all right. So thank you for that detail. That's really helpful. Um, so we're in Q4 of 2023. Talk to us about what does 2024 look like for Vittoria? That's really, you know, we're, we're super excited about 2024. It's going to be a milestone year for us. So we've, uh, you know, we've recently submitted our IND um, and expect to be dosing patients starting in early 2024. So obviously the, you know, the most significant value inflection milestone for the company kind of near term here, you know, both from a, you know, the value that we can create for prospective patients, as well as of course, you know, the, the value we can create for our shareholders. So we're really excited and expect to be dosing patients kind of in the first half, if not Q1 of 2024. Oh, that's excellent. So then I hope we can reconnect maybe midway through next year. Uh, you can bring us up to speed on how that's going and I'm certain progressing really nicely. That would be terrific. All right, listeners, that wraps up this episode of Cell and Gene, the podcast featuring Vittoria Biotherapeutics CEO, Nick Siciliano. Thanks for tuning in. I'll talk to you soon.